All right, folks, this is uh, some interesting stuff. As always, whenever you see Ron and me together, we're probably talking about something that's no good. Uh, we're getting into some current events usually, and it seems like y'all like it. So, you know, we want to try and do something here and try and break down this chaos of the May 22nd alleged deal that might go down between the United States um essentially every other country in the world and then of course the world health organization a lot of theories being thrown around here and so we're going to try and uh, look into some stuff and see what we can come up with but ron first of all man what's going on over there oh nothing just enjoying a few hours of alone time which that's <laughs> rare yeah that's very rare especially on a saturday but uh but no there was a few uh family events we were supposed to go to and i just uh i opted out yeah, man. Okay. Because, of course, I wanted to do this. You know, this is kind of like a, a little bit of an emergency, what I would consider an emergency broadcast, just to kind of shed the light on something that's coming down the pike that, you know, we may have thought was, you know, smoke and mirrors, but I think it's the real deal. And I think it's something that people need to know what's going on. And we have a very short window to try to combat it, which is, which makes it even more suspect that these guys are trying to push this stuff through. Excuse me, without giving anybody any time to debate it or to to uh, like protest against it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because, you know, I, I mentioned that there's this character, this James Roguski that was on a, a few big, big shows. Right. I mean, Steve Bannon, who I know has a massive show. And then Stu Peters, who I'm trying to decide if his show is big or not. You know, it, it seems like it is, but. He's not very high up in the rankings, um, like with Chartable and all these things. And we can, you know, make excuses and say, like, well, he's getting messed with and all these things. I don't know, you know, what his deal is with some of the situation, you know, this whole snake venom thing. This, this was the last time you and I got together. We heard that from him and from Mike Adams. I'm very skeptical of Mike Adams. Um, he's got some good content. I'll say that for sure. You know, it's entertaining, it's enthralling stuff. But um, it was released on 322 you know, the skull and bones day. And that's always kind of an interesting thing. Um, And then, you know, I, I just see a lot like, where's that talk now? They're not talking about that snake venom. And if it's supposedly such a dangerous thing, why, why was it kind of in the news for only like four or five days? Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, it seems like it disappeared pretty fast. I mean, I thought it was a very interesting thing, be it, you know, you know, possibly far-fetched or whatever. And then I sure. checked out the doctor artist guy. Uh, but, you know, Mike Adams, you know, was supposed to be, you know, fairly reputable, even though he does push the fear porn. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But like you say, he does have some good content. Uh, he just he's more doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. He's in the business of selling stuff. You know, another another him and Alex Jones are kind of kind of in the same same kind of category as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Stu Peters, you know, he had him on. He did that. Uh, Watch the water which he called the documentary, which really was just a show, basically. I mean, you have to admit, it was very intriguing. It was very true. interesting. And and if if it was even, like, remotely true, like a really serious deal. But, I mean, we did we did an emergency show on that. I mean, we got a good response. But, but we also let people know that, listen, like, we don't know if, for sure if this is a real deal or not. So let's look into it. But all of a sudden, it just falls right off the map. Right. Yeah. We're, not, we're not hearing anything about it. We're not hearing like boo, which well, and that, that's why I find it. Suspect. Yeah, I find it real interesting when when these kinds of things happen. And obviously we live in a 24 hour news cycle and this was kind of like hanging around for a couple of days. But, you know, this this number uh, of this James Roguski that popped up, you know, I was trying to call it. Turns out I mixed up a couple digits, uh, three zero one instead of three one zero, which you pointed out, and you ended up getting a, a hold of this guy because you know it's so rare that someone gets on these big platforms and then just puts their phone number out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this. Tried to call him, and it it took me to Fort Detrick with by like I said, three zero one instead of three one zero. Now Fort Detrick was the head of. Uh, you know, basically the hub of MK Ultra when it was going on under the CIA. Um, and I'll actually play the the message that I got uh, just so that people aren't like, well, what the hell are you talking about? It straight up says you've reached Fort Detrick. You know what I mean? And then I, you can even look it up. 301, that's a Maryland area code. 
Um, so that's a hell of a coincidence, I would say. You know what I mean? That is such a coincidence, synchronicity that it would take you. Like you transpose the number. That's all you did, simply. I do it all the time. When somebody gives me a phone number, I literally have to write it down several times to make sure I write it down right. Yeah. I don't know if it's if I'm part dyslexia or as my old old time is kicking in. But I mean, so that's that's not strange, right, to do that. But then you did it and the number that you got, you called ends up being Fort Dietrich, which was the hub for MK Ultra. Dude, you can't make that shit up. Yeah, I mean, it's, you got you to admit that's that's pretty funny. Well, and, and you know, so the number, I mean, I feel like it's fine to give out. Would you say it's okay to say what the number is here since we're going to talk or would you rather not? What, for the Fort Dietrich number? No, the number of, of Roguski, because I'm calling it right now. I just wanted to make sure that I can play this message. It's ringing right now, so you'll you'll hear this right now. It's about to. You have reached the Fort Dietrich voicemail system. To access your voicemail, press the pound key and enter your five-digit telephone number. Or to be transferred to a Fort Dietrich number, enter the five-digit extension now. You hear that? He says Fort Dietrich in there twice. You know, and enter your five-digit number, or if you want to be transferred to a Fort Dietrich number, no, you know, it's yeah. wild to me. And so I'm thinking, damn, was is this a an elaborate psyop? You know what I mean? Because it's on the World Health Organization international website. Um, it just kind of blew my mind for a second, man. So I am actually kind of relieved that there is someone like this Roguski guy that's going to be. You know, hopefully, like you said, we're going to try to talk with this guy. Um, n- not, yeah, not I confirmed. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think we need to give out his phone number, but we definitely, we definitely want to get out, uh, his website, uh, that I encourage everybody that's interested in working against the new world order to go out there, check out the website. He's got some cool videos on there. I didn't have a lot of time because Ryan, I know you were patient waiting for me to jump on the show today, but his website is, Stop the WHO.com. Mm-hmm. And he recommended tell your listeners, do not search it on Google or don't search it on any of the search engines. Just take stop the WHO.com, put it in your browser, and it'll take it right to him. Because apparently, uh, going through the searches with Google, they, they kind of weeded it out. So you can to make it harder to find, which makes sense. But, uh, but he's interested in talking, so I'm going to try to nail him down, uh, Ryan. And, and for whatever reason, I kept thinking, t- and this is why I think it's Sunday, because I'm by myself. There's nobody <laughs> here. It's nice and quiet. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Saturday. Anyways, I'm going to, tr- I am going to reach back out to him. He seemed like he was interested in getting together. I don't want to promise the listeners that we're going to be able to pull that off. But uh, but if it happens, it happens, and I'm pretty I'm pretty confident I can make that happen. Yeah, I am too. I think that if the guy cares about um you know world health in a in a legitimate way, I absolutely think that he'll talk with us. You know what I mean? So that that's going to be an interesting an interesting thing. So that'll be a separate episode from this one. But um yeah, yeah man. So, uh, well, let's get into this. You know, I want to talk about you know the the whole thing that's being thrown around here. And then I have I found some really interesting stuff on Tedros because this sounds, you know, I know that not everyone in the audiences are Christian or, or you know, there's all kinds of different religious or spiritual types of people here. Um, I've been really looking into Christianity lately, and I found that, you know, and, and this is well known that, you know, the Antichrist is going to be like this new world leader. Right. And the entire country and the entire world's population is going to be under one leader now could it be this tedros character i mean it seems like this is at least the precursor to whatever the antichrist could be if this whole theory is real so i have a little bit on him he's an interesting dude uh not in a good way at all but you know let's uh let's roll into this ron where do you want to start dude well i mean we could give a little background on tedros uh you know for some of the listeners that aren't familiar with him uh he is the uh He's the, uh, what do they call it? The inspector general of the WHO. Uh, he's the head of it, basically. Yeah. He's the head of the WHO and he's from Ethiopia. He's not a doctor. And he, so he's not a doctor and he runs the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. which again, just like Bill Gates is not a doctor. But funny enough, Bill Gates behind the United States is the biggest contributor. And as a matter of fact, when Trump was president, he, he lowered, he lowered the amount that the uh, United States was, uh, contributed to the WHO. 
So Gates, in reaction to that, went up to $250 million that he donated to the WHO, which makes him uh, like like even the, the top the top uh, contributor uh, and then is the United States. But, you know, and we still don't know how much China gives to this. But we do know that the Chinese Communist Party was responsible for Tedros becoming the leader of the WHO. And, Absolutely. And funny, yeah. And funny enough, uh, they just had a reelection for that. And he was he was unopposed. Yeah. So he's in for another five year term. Now, now there's a lot of things that we've seen about this guy that seems a little sketchy. Uh, we do we do know that he's a Marxist, mm-hmm. right? So see, so he has the socialist thing going on, and so he's going to have these socialist views, and 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 that's all kind of the groundwork, or or the foundation of what the new world order and what the Great Reset is, is to bring us into a one world government, socialists, and basically control every country that there is and this is where this this is where this conversation is going today is about this vote that the who wants to have over in switzerland uh may 22nd through the 28th and part of that is what we're going to talk about and i'm going to let you go ahead and give the people a little something on that well tedros is actually his headquarters is based out of switzerland too so there's a really, really weird connection with him. Now, I think that you mentioned it. You know, he's an Ethiopian dude, and he's not only, uh, you know, a, a Chinese asset. He's also an asset of the crown of the UK, entire their entire government over there. And I want anyone that is real curious about this dude to look up the Tigray People's Liberation Front um, or the the TPLF. You can look up. And this is a really, really freaking interesting organization. And uh, I'll get into them here a little bit. I did kind of want to, you know, point out exactly where Ethiopia is. It's Eastern Africa, um, surrounded by like Somalia, Kenya, Uganda, Sudan. And then the Red Sea is on its northeastern border, essentially. Um, And then you have Yemen right across the way. And that's relevant because they have a huge role in the genocide going on in Yemen. Um, Ethiopia is the number one country in Africa that's getting World Economic Forum backing, World Health Organization funding, and they've used that to really fuck over the people in Amhara, which is a region uh, up there in uh, northwestern uh, Ethiopia. And just for those that that like haven't heard of this TPLF, it is, I mean, even on like Wikipedia, anywhere that you want to look. It is a left-wing ethnic nationalist paramilitary group, kind of like Antifa, right? And it's a banned political party. It was named a terrorist organization by the United States government in 1990. And Tedros is a senior member of this group. And it's a fact. It's not even like up for debate. It's not a conspiracy. It's 100% real. And, you know, it's wild that, you know, even though it is still deemed a a political uh, terrorist organization in Ethiopia, the United States has since walked that back, right? They basically ran Ethiopia. They hijacked the government in the 70s. And then in 2018, under Donald Trump, uh, this whole thing kind of went away. They were they were kicked out. They're they're no longer a legitimate political party there anymore. Like I said, they're banned. Um, But I mean, just a wild little connection that that this dude is part of a paramilitary group, not only part of, but a senior member. And um, now he's, uh, you know, deemed as someone that should be in charge of world health, even though he's clearly shown that, like, you know, yeah, he'll kill people that don't agree with with his whole political ideology. And like you said, he's a Marxist. Crazy. You know what I mean? It's just a, a weird, weird connection. Yeah. So the whole thing about that is. uh this vote basically comes down to what is going to be the beginning of the actual Great Reset that we've all been talking about for the last two years. Seems because, that way. Because this, this one part of this vote is and that Tedros is the director general of the WHO for the next five years. He is going to have ultimate power over world affairs if this vote goes through. Because he will be able to 
declare an emergency, a, a health emergency, anywheres in the world without even the countries knowing about it or the countries having the ability to fight back about that. Once he declares a state of emergency for that country, it's going to be a done deal. Mm. And this is supposed to be designed to isolate these countries from other countries, you know, stop travel, this and that, which is what they should have done out of China, Wuhan, when that whole thing started. Right. But but there is a, there's a there's an interesting thing here. It it says uh, and this is on Bregan dot com. And we can put that in the show notes, Ryan. Yeah. It says under the new regulations, the WHO will not be required to consult with the identified nation beforehand to verify the event before taking action. This requirement is stricken by the U.S. Amendments, Article 9.1. The amendments require a response in 24 hours from the identified nation or the WHO will identify it as a rejection and act independently. If the identified nation does not accept the offer of collaboration within 48 hours, the WHO shall immediately share with the other state parties the information available to it. <clears throat> Meaning, let's just give let's just give an example. Uh, let's say there's an Ebola outbreak in uh, the Congo. I don't even know if the Congo is even a country anymore. But say there's an Ebola outbreak in the Congo, or we just hear from some rogue reporter that there's an Ebola outbreak in the Congo. He can shut that country right down. He can identify that country as a problem, and the country can say, what are you talking about? That That's fake news. We don't have any Ebola going on here. Uh, so we're not going to go along with your with your shutdowns or whatever, you know, whatever the WHO wants to impose on this particular nation. So the WHO can say, OK, well, you've got so many hours to, you know, to fall into line to accept our collaboration or we're going to do X, Y, Z. Well, what is X, Y, Z? Send in the U.N. troops, mm -hmm. invade the country. I mean, this is what they want. Uh, it's either 193 or 194 countries worldwide are voting on this yeah and what it, and what it essentially will do it will give away the sovereignty of each one of these nations and hand it over to the world health organization and in actuality hand it over to the uh, director general tedros because he has the ultimate say that's ryan that is a dictatorship yeah it's and, and a what it's the, a global dictatorship. It's not just like a dictatorial country like North Korea, right? We say how crazy, you know, Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il and all these guys are. Uh, Xi Jinping, a lot of people in our sphere think that he is a dictatorial leader, and I, I would say he is. Um, yeah, this is a global level. This is a dictatorship on steroids, man. Right. So what they what they want to do is they don't they don't want each individual country to declare a state of emergency on their own. Yeah. They want to do it on a global scale and they want to do it all at the same time. So say if, uh, you know, cause we know all this COVID numbers are, are all, you know, a bunch of bunks. So we already know that, but say, say uh, that the next thing comes up like the Marburg that, you know, uh, they're, they're planning, you know, us, us folks have been reading and hearing about that's going to be the next big thing. Even Bill Gates is saying, oh, we're not out of the woods yet. We got this coming. We got that coming. You know, and he was always talking second wave, second wave. And, and so all it's going to take is some faulty type of test for COVID or Marburg or spas or whatever they want to call it to rear its head again. And that is going to give the WHO, which is not a political organization. It's a health organization. It says it in the name. It's going to give them power to dictate exactly what happens to that country, shut it down, stop the bank. I mean, they could basically just bankrupt a country within an hour of yeah. them declaring a health, a health, uh, a health emergency. And they're almost a non-governmental organization, even though it seems like they're really trying to get into government. I just think that that is we've already talked about. Buckley's even talked about the tiptoe to tyranny. They've tried that for two years. They got about a third way up the stairs, and they had to turn around and come back.
I think this is the next rung, the next set of stairs to get them to where they want to be. And that is the new world order, the Great Reset, a one world government, a one world health organization and one world currency. I mean, really, everybody says we're conspiracy theorists about the stuff that we talked about. Like even the stuff we talked about the first time we did a show together. If you go back and listen to that episode, and dude, we are so on the money. Yeah. That it's freaking scary. And we're just regular guys. Like, we're not people at the time that even devoted a lot of time researching this stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean it, this, it, this is coming down to Pike, and this is why I really hope we could get this Raguski guy on. Yeah, I think he'll come on, man. Like I said, if he cares about this stuff and he wants to get it out to a lot of people, I think that he'll go on anyone's show, you know, just to get it out. And, you know, you mentioned so much right there. And there was one thing that really stood out to me when, you know, there there's some people that really don't think that FEMA camps could ever become a reality or, uh, you know, just this dictatorial fashion of ruling that could be real on a global scale. Now, again, you know, talking about the TPLF and this, 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 you know, Tedros guy who was again in charge of the WHO. And, you know, by your theory, which I don't disagree with at all, I, I think that you are a hundred percent on the money when you say that if the WHO is going to make a decision, it's going to go through this guy, this Tedros character. And, and he has no problem relocating people and arresting people. Um, I'm on this frankreport.com. It's a really interesting website. And I'll post this link in there too. You're going to have to help me remember all these links that we got. We got two so far. Um, and th- this, this quote in here is really interesting. It says in 2016, the Ethiopian government under the TPLF attempted to force relocate 15,000 people in the Aromia region, which is the largest region of Ethiopia. It's the center region. Uh, because it wanted to take their land. It just wanted their land, so they wanted to relocate 15,000 people. Um, this led to mass protests, followed by mass shootings and a stampede that killed 500 people, according to Human Rights Watch. And then uh, the government then embarked on an, uh, another brutal crackdown, and they arrested 70,000 people. 70,000 people were arrested because of this so you have fifteen thousand being relocated seventy thousand, and this isn't just like one bumfuck country in africa you know what i mean ethiopia is a pretty significant area in africa but it's nothing compared to the united states and it's absolutely nothing compared to the world population i think that these kinds of things are test runs man and you know with this guy you know being a high level member of this group it's mind-blowing that you know, this wasn't anything of concern, you know, and there's people that this guy's tried to name um, in different positions that are like known African, you know, whether no matter what country they're from, but they're black nationalists, essentially, they hate white people, they hate anyone that's not black. And, and, you know, anyone that's not that doesn't look like them, they just hate anyone that doesn't side with them. Um, they're willing to step on and and literally starve. So you see that going on right now, too with the food crisis, with inflation. Um, it's really an attack on the middle class. The, the poor people aren't affected and the rich people aren't affected. And that's another step in the direction of Marxism, right? I mean, you don't have a middle class in a communist country. Right. Ryan, just for disclosure, where did you see that Tedros was involved with the uh, TPLF? TPLF? Yeah. So if you have an iPhone, you can just type in Tedros and it'll pop right up and it says political party TPLF. Like you don't even have to search anything. It'll pop up right away. Um, or you can go. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can see that, Ron. Uh, probably not. Yeah, yeah the lighting. Um, yeah, I'll send it so, to you. But yeah. Uh, well, so you say would you say search it on an iPhone? What do you mean? Like, so go to Google, go to your Safari and just type in uh, Tedros and it'll pop up his name. And it says born March 3rd, 1965, nationality, Ethiopian party, TPLF front, uh, TPLF, uh, previous office, Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Ethiopia. So this is when, you know, in, from 2012 to 2016, Ethiopia has always kind of been a shithole, but now it's gone down exponentially especially when he was there because uh, Ethiopia got in massive debt to China 
during his reign as this uh, Ministry well, of Foreign of Affairs. Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. Uh, which we know that even uh, like the inter- uh, International Monetary Fund, like we know that this is their their MO, right? They'll go in, they'll go into a country that's maybe had a major natural disaster or just played all broke, right? And they'll say, well, listen, we'll loan you, you know, say $10 billion. We're going to loan you $10 billion, mm-hmm. you know, to put it in the airport to fix your infrastructure. And all the time, what the IMF is doing is that they're putting all the infrastructure in for them when they know that they're going to take this country over because these countries, there's no way they know they can't repay the debt. So it's just another example of predatory lending. Yeah. But it's, instead of, you know, them, you know, screwing up your credit score or making it so you can't buy a car, or buy insurance, they make it so you lose your whole country. Yep. And this and we is see the that. MO. And this is what China did with Ethiopia. China, you know, when the United States should talk because we borrowed, they own a lot of our bonds. China owns a lot of our bonds. Yeah. And, but, but China could go into Ethiopia and say, okay, we're going to give you all this money and then we're going to do XYZ. And when you don't pay us back, well, I guess we'll be in control of what's going on. Like that's well, why, Ryan, they don't even need wars anymore. Yeah. You can fight. Fight and win a battle with your pocketbook, and it's real easy to come up with money in the fiat currency uh, world when you don't have to have anything to back it up. Oh, you need ten billion? No problem. Give us a couple hours. We'll print it out. Well, and that's what's it's so interesting such, about such what's going on. Scam. That's such what's interesting scam. with uh, with Russia and Ukraine. You know, there there's no reason for this war to go on. Um, like you said, you know, wars are fought with bank accounts and with wire transfers and things like that. Um, you know, there's a, there's just a, I, I there was a, this whole situation that went down in uh, 2008, and I might have mentioned it to you. I know I've mentioned it before. My my listeners have probably heard it. That when you know the mortgage meltdown went down, Russia went to because Russia actually owns a decent amount of our bonds and, and real estate here too in the United States. Um, Russia went to China and said, "Hey, if we sell all of our bonds." The United States will never be able to recover from this. And China actually said, no, we're not going to do that. So there's something really, really insidious going on with the way that China and the United States are buddy, buddy. It's, uh, you know, we're the only I wanted to say this last night on the tavern, but I just couldn't really talk a whole lot. We're the only country that thinks in four year terms. All these other countries, you know, Russia, China, all of our adversaries, they have a 50 or 100 year plan. What other company? Do you know, or what, and that's what a, a country is. A country is a company. What other company do you know that just replaces their leader or their CEO every four years, whether the country's doing good or the company's doing good or the company or country's doing bad, right? It, it, that doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm not saying that we need dictators, but I think that if the economy is doing good, I think if, if the, the dollar has more buying power like it did under Trump, and I'm not saying that I'm a huge fan of Trump, right? But because um, I think that we are here because of Trump. I think that we're in this position because of Trump. Um, why would we just replace Trump with Biden? And and then the policy just goes to shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. If this wasn't all set up to to be a stage. I mean, the world's a stage for these people. And now we're entering into a potential reality where we don't even have a real president with any kind of power at all. And I think that we're seeing that we have a, a, a corpse for a president. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it I think it makes sense to uh, kind of uh, explain it like this. Like like the president goes in for a four year term. If he's a good president, he'll get reelected. We all know that Trump got reelected. But but Biden was installed. But I think it makes sense to understand that. The president doesn't have the power that people think he does. Except for when he can sit down and just sign endless executive orders. That's a lot of power. But where, the, but where the real power lays is in the Congress and in the Senate. And there you get past the four because of the ter- there's no term limits. So, so you have people like Schumer, Pelosi that have been running this show for literally decades. So in those terms, I don't think that we, that we plan four years ahead. I think we plan 20 to 40 to maybe 50 years ahead. 
which still isn't enough. But when you start thinking about this situation that we're going through now, and you start backtracking 40 or 50 years, like back to when Kennedy was president, all of this shit was in play then. It was starting then. This The radical movement of the 60s, the Marxist socialist movement of the 60s, the hippie movement, uh, the uh, which I believe the whole drug thing was actually put into play from the government as well mm-hmm. uh, to start, you know, okay, so now we, now we create a problem. Now we're going to have the solution. And the solution was the drug war. The drug war was nothing else other than a money laundering operation. Mm-hmm. That's all the war on drugs was. But these people have been in power for this long. Well, explain now, that a little bit, Ron, just because well, like, I know you're kind of talking about like Iran Contra, you know, in the 80s, because the 60s was like this free love. Everyone drop acid, have orgies, you know, f- do whatever you want. Do as thou wilt, as Alistair Crowley would say. And then you move into this overly strict, um, you know, it, a lot of people say that that uh, Reagan was a conservative. By definition, I would disagree. You know, he raised taxes seven of the eight years that he was in office. So, you know, that was a, he was not a conservative. He was another puppet. Um, but I do agree with you that this war on drugs was a money laundering operation. But do you mind explaining that for people that may not understand that? Okay. So if you go back to the, let's just call it the hippie movement. Yeah. The anti-war movement of Vietnam, which I remember as a kid. And then, and then all these drugs, they're pushing the free love, uh, take LSD, smoke pot or whatever. Now listen, I don't have a problem with anybody smoking pot, but they vilified pot for another reason because, you know, the oil lobby, the Rockefellers of the world didn't want people to figure out that they can make oil and toilet paper and plastic from hemp. So we didn't need the oil industry like how we need it now, right? So so when you when you go out when you take that all back, like I think that was the beginning of the breakdown of what we call the nuclear family. Because they wanted people to have multiple partners. They wanted people to be messed up on drugs. Uh, and this is when the whole abortion thing came into play, right? Uh, which Roe versus Wade, I think, was in the early 70s. So you could, you could see that the agenda that they're pushing now, I feel, started 50 years ago, right? So, so, and, 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 and to get to your point on the drugs being a money laundering thing, there's no way that amount of drugs can get into this country without somebody knowing without somebody at the Port Authority, without somebody at a police department, without somebody in the CIA, without somebody in the FBI, knowing. So they knew they weren't going to be able to stop it, so they decided that they would charge a tax for them to bring it into the country. And then when certain drug dealers like the higher-ups were getting challenged by the new cowboys on the block that were, say, a little rogue or a little crazy, they would rat them out to the government. And the government would say, "Listen, you're kind of, you're kind of messing up our little game here." So yep. the government would would arrest them, to set an example. Oh, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs, okay? And take them out of business. But you know, whenever they, oh, we just uh, found a ship with you know 100 tons of cocaine. Yeah. Where, where did that go? Where did 100 <laughs> tons of cocaine go? Do you think the U.S. government's going to let that kind of money just sit in a locker somewhere? No. no. So this is why we say we got a boat with ten with ten tons, or ten or ten thousand kilos of cocaine. They don't give you the real number, yeah, because the rest of that goes into their back pocket. I mean, the government in this whole drug czar thing that they set up, and and having this whole czar thing, a czar for this and a czar for that, you know, that's how the Russian system works. Yeah. Right. I think but, that's intentional. Uh, I think that they yeah. they name it that to normalize it. Right? Yeah, well I well I agree with you there, but I but I mean so I so I don't really agree that it's just a four-year plan even though it is for, you know, anything that's presidential. And I think their plan was actually coming into it until Trump got elected. And when yeah. Trump got and when Trump got elected, I think that threw a monkey wrench into the whole deal. Oh man. But but the more but the more that we find I mean we see him he's going to rallies he's doing this he's doing that 
now they're pushing this. Now they're classifying the MAGA movement. And pretty soon the whole MAGA movement is going to be classified as a, a domestic terrorist organization anyway. So, uh, so yeah, it's just real interesting. But now that Biden is, is installed as our quasi president, this agenda now is in full tilt. They brought the COVID in. They shut shit down. They wanted people to stay home. They didn't want them to work. They didn't want them to make any money. We're going to give you money. Universal basic income. It's part of the Great Reset. Look it up. So so this whole deal that they're talking about with the World Health Organization and this vote that's coming up with all these countries giving up their sovereignty to declare whether or not their country is in a state of emergency. And if the WHO says it is in a state of emergency, and the country says, no, it's not. We're not going to play ball with you. Oh, really? Okay, well, we'll just send the UN and the UN troops and see what you're going to do, which would never, ever work in the United States. Because this is the number one reason why they're beating up on the Second Amendment. It's clear as day. We got to yeah. get the guns out of Americans' hands. I've had this. Mass shoot- did, I've hey, had- Ryan, did you see? Did you see the mass shooting outside the Celtics game? Out there against the Bucks the other night was it last night? Was it in Boston? No, no, no. It was in, in Milwaukee. Okay, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it was some big fight out there. But but you know that the media is going to go. Oh my God, it's so dangerous. We got to get rid of these guns. Well, I've had this conversation with my dad several times. You know, he's a he's a massive two A guy, and you know, I'm I'm into it too. You know, I've I've got firearms and all that good stuff. I'll tell you right now, Ron, you know, this is another thing I think you and I kind of disagree with, you know, the, the, the second amendment is here to fight against the tyrannical government. When are we going to say that the government's tyrannical? You know what I mean? When are we going to actually say that? I don't think, you know, a lot of these should have been said, it already should have been said. Yeah. I don't think that there is any point in time at all when, and, and maybe this is me being overly pessimistic or black pilled or whatever you want to call it, but Man, I, I don't have faith in big populations uh, rising up. You know, we, we have the largest military in the world if we just take armed citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot of lazy citizens that are that would rather watch TikTok and rather have high-speed internet than actually go out there and fight for some some actual freedoms. So I, I would disagree. I, I don't I think that they could absolutely do this, and that's why I think that it's so scary about what's going on with this thing. I was actually kind of hoping that, you know, this, this whole thing was a big psyop, you know, with the Fort Detrick and all that stuff. Um, it doesn't look like that now, though. You know what I mean? It looks like this might actually carry on. Um, because, you know, we're, we're talking back and forth here saying, you know, if these 194 countries vote in Switzerland, it's the, the 22nd to the 28th is when this whole thing's going to go on. Um, if they vote and if it passes, if, right, we're saying if, like, it's not like when, you know, it's really about when, because it will pass, I think. Um, but it's like, okay, what are we going to do as a country, as an armed population that prides itself on freedom? What are we going to do when that happens? Are we going to raise hell? No, I don't think we will. I really don't. Well, you know, Ryan, the one thing that we have discovered during this whole deal with just how easily people were willing to comply. Absolutely. You know, I mean, not me, not you. It is a lot of us that did not comply. And it's, and it's like uh, when you start seeing people, like people that would come into my shop that were always gung-ho this, gung-ho that, you know, screw the government. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. They lined up and took the freaking vaccine. Or even putting a mask on. And they and they wore their masks. And I'm like, what is it going to come down to if literal bullets start flying? Are all these people that, you know, oh, I've got a whole armory in my cellar. Okay, dude, what are you going to do? Are you going to loan some of those to your neighbors? You know what I mean? So, so don't you think, Ryan, that people like you and me, and, and you know, when you had your show, my show spawned from your show. Other people's shows have spawned from your show and my show. And, and it's like, so now we're, now we're getting this big circle of people trying to get this information out there. I feel as though like, like we're in the fight. We're yeah, like, yeah. In the, we're, we're like in the informational fight now. One thing to bring up about this vote. And I, and I wish I could find it real quick. 
but there's going to be a whole section of the WHO that's going to fight against medical misinformation and medical disinformation. Yeah. Well, and that's one. Well, well, we know how the fact checkers work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So even when we say something in something that is true, they could very easily label it disinformation or misinformation and shut it down because this is what they've been doing for two years. Everybody has to agree with that. Well, yeah, let me uh, let me take this chance here to read through this uh, this link that it is directly on the World Health. Uh, it's the one that I that I mentioned earlier. World Health Assembly agrees to launch process to develop his historic global accord on pandemic prevention, preparedness and response. Do you want me to read through this real quick? Yeah, go for it. So, again, this is directly on uh, www.who.int. So this isn't and I, I the reason why I want to read it is to see if we can see anything super damning in here uh, to be 100 percent transparent. I hadn't read through this yet, but, uh, you know, someone that I trust sent me this and said, like, this is this is what they're talking about. You can see endless articles. Uh, should we try and call the uh, WHO? There's a telephone number here. <laughs> I'll call him if you want after this. But yeah, so um anyway, so this was written on the 1st of December in 2021 and it mentioned so this has been in the works for some time here. Um it has some dates 2023-2024, so here we go. In a consensus decision aimed at protecting the world from future infectious diseases crisis, um the World Health Assembly today agreed to kickstart a global process to draft and negotiate a convention, agreement, or other international instrument under the uh, Constitution of the World Health Organization to strengthen pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. Dr. Tedros, this is the guy we've been talking about, the World Health Organization Director General, said the decision by the World Health Assembly was historic in nature. Vital in its mission, and represented a once-in-a-generation opportunity to strengthen the global health architecture to protect and promote the well-being of all people. The COVID-19 pandemic has, uh, this is a quote from him, the COVID-19 pandemic has shown a light on the many flaws in the global system to protect people and pandemics. The most vulnerable people going without vaccines Health workers without needed equipment to perform their life-saving work. The me-first approaches—that's like a dig at Trump. You can tell the me-first approaches. The stimmy—that's uh, that—that I'm sorry, that's stymie. stymie. That's stymie. Yeah. That stymie. The global solidarity needed to deal with a global threat. Doctor Tedros said, uh, but at the same time, we have seen inspiring demonstrations of scientific and political collaboration. From the rapid development of vaccines to the commitment by countries to negotiate a global accord that will help to keep future generations safer from the impacts of pandemics. The Health Assembly met in special in a special session, the second ever since the WHO's founding in 1948, uh, which this was founded three years after the UN. I think that that's an interesting little connection there, uh, obviously tied in. The adopted... Um, and adopted a sole decision titled The World Together. The decision by the Assembly establishes an intergovernmental negotiating body, or an IMB, to draft and and negotiate a WHO convention, agreement, and other international instrument on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response. With a new, uh, I'm sorry, with a view to adoption under Article 19 of the WHO Constitution or other provisions of the Constitution, as may be deemed appropriate by the INB. Are you seeing anything here that's too damning yet? Well, I think, I think, uh, I think you can, I mean, it's only a couple of more paragraphs. Okay. But this is just an example how they use nice language, nice words to make you feel like, oh my God, they're just going to be so good for us. We just got to do what the WHO says. Ryan, won't you just, why don't you just trust the science, Mr. Ryan? I just can't. I don't know. Well, and that's what's interesting, too. They say, like, me first, like, it's super selfless, right? Um, 
condemning me first ideology and stuff like this. But yeah, I'll finish these last three real quick. Um, Article 19 of the WHO Constitution provides the World Health Assembly with the authority to adopt conventions or agreements on any matter within WHO's competence. Um, The sole instrument established under Article 19 to date is the WHO Framework Convention on Tobacco Control which has made a significant and rapid contribution to protecting people from tobacco since its entry into force in 2005. Under the decision adopted today, the INB will hold first meeting by the 1st of March, 2022. So that's passed already to agree on ways of working and timelines. Um, And it's second by the 1st of August, 2022 coming right up to discuss progress on a working draft. It will also hold public hearings to inform its deliberations, deliver a progress report to the 76th World Health Assembly in 2023 and submit its outcome for consideration by the 77th World Health Assembly in 2024. Last little paragraph here. Through this, through the decision, the World Health Assembly also requested the WHO Director General, Tedros, to convene the INB meetings and support its work, including by uh, facilitating the participation of other United Nations systems bodies, non-state actors, and other relevant stakeholders in the process of the extent, uh, to the extent decided by the INB. Um, it is one of those, it seems like a lawyer wrote this, right? Oh, well, I'm sure a whole group of lawyers looked at that before they printed it. You know, yeah. I encourage the listeners to go on the World Health Organization uh, website and just it just kind of cruise around in there. Just kind of look at some of the obscure articles. There's a lot of information in there. Uh, and there is. Uh, yeah, you could definitely add this link to the show notes, Ryan. I think that makes sense. OK, but but yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely there's definitely uh scary things going on. I mean, everybody wants to think that the World Health Organization is a, a great thing. They want the health to, they want the world to be to be healthy and organized. I I, yeah. I just think it's a I just think it's a sketchy deal and the amount of money that they have given to them again could just be another money money laundering situation just like this bullshit in Ukraine. So I guess this 40 billion dollars aid to Ukraine has been held up by Rand Paul and by Manchin, right? Is that what's going on with that? Yeah, because- it looks it looks to be that way. The forty four million, and I'm actually calling this number right now. Um, this telephone, just to see if we can even get someone on that'll talk about this. But yeah, if you want to talk about that, that's something that I think is really interesting too, because it it's one of those distractionary things. I think. I want to hear somebody put the phone up. Let's see what they say. Well, okay. Let's see. Here. Your call cannot mm. be completed as of course. Okay, so it's it says plus so one four one two two seven nine one two 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 two. Call them. It's saying mm. your call cannot be completed as- No calls going through. Interesting. Yeah, I'll see if I can go through to the website and uh just click the link. But yeah, man, uh, let's see. Yeah, so, so, so the United States, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell are up there saying how we've got to get this vote done. We got to do it tonight. We can't delay. We got to get them this money. They need it. It's for mil, it's for military help. And they gave everybody this bill to vote on at three o'clock in the afternoon and said, we're basically voting on this in an hour or maybe two hours. These people had no time to go over this bill, no time to see what's in it. And come to find out, there's a bunch of pork in it. You know, it's oh, like course. like not all that money is going to Ukraine. And, and to tell you the truth, I, I think we've sent enough money to Ukraine. Why are we the only ones sending money to Ukraine? Why can't other countries send them literally billions of dollars while uh, while our economy is in free fall, inflation is through the roof, shortages of food shortage of the baby formula which i think is just another psyop we need to look into that they're withholding the baby formula and they're shipping it down to your neighborhood ryan because a whistleblower said hey listen 
the government's taken all that baby formula and they got it in warehouses down by the border. So somebody went in there and got somebody from the military that's guarding it and says, oh, yeah, we have literally pallets and pallets and pallets of it down here. Well, Jen Psaki said that they were actually putting it on the border for illegals to take and cartels are just going to take that and either trade that for sex for trafficking or they're going to sell it to people and now there was one thing i called uh the branch of the world health organization in washington dc because they list a a separate episode or or a separate uh number on their site here and then if you just type in a who contact number you get something out of washington dc but get this it's closed so apparently viruses take off the weekend or health is just not that important on a national level on the weekend it's it's very interesting right you don't uh you don't need to call these guys and talk to them about anything important on the weekend well, you gotta remember right it's 6 30 on the east coast that's dinner and drinks time so these I mean, people are think. out there spending spending all that money that that bill gates sent them but anyways yeah you know they're just uh obvi- obviously i think we're going to be real busy over the next couple of weeks covering this vote situation and i really hope i could get this guy on uh hope I can get him on tomorrow. If we can't get him on tomorrow, worst comes to worst, maybe I can get him on on Monday. But uh but we're definitely going to shoot tomorrow so you can jump in on the conversation. Yeah. So uh yeah, because he's got he's got a lot of a lot of good stuff and I want you to put his link in the show notes and and uh, and you're going to send me the show too, right? You're going to send me the, the yeah. Zoom file so so I can uh put it out so we could both put it out as an emergency kind of an emergency episode yeah and i can jump on no matter when we get them on because yeah i want to talk with him too and just see you know um you know just just to, to see what he's all about you know and see see mm-hmm. what's going on here um yeah. i find him i find i am skeptical of him a little bit but i'm not going to be a dick or anything obviously i just kind of want to hear you know how he came across this um, you know, why, you know, why he's putting the information out and, and just kind of get a feel for him, you know, cause it, it is one of those things where it's like, you know, when people put this information out, usually they kind of fear for their lives a little bit, or, you know, I, you'd think that this wouldn't be something well, that mean, he would want to give his phone number out for. Well, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, this is something that's out in front of everybody. And this is another thing that the people wanting to push the new world order or do like they have to, it all comes down to what anonymous sean explains as they have to get you a consent before they can do something to you and by putting this out in the forefront through the who that is asking for people's consent because if people do not fight against it then obviously they have your consent yeah that comes down to the kid like uh why did you do that well you didn't say i couldn't do it yeah well you You know know, i think that 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 is a thing that's been said a lot um, but that's why I'm so skeptical is like this guy putting the information out, which I'm I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that we can at least know what's coming, but, uh, you know, it's like if, if we didn't get the consent, cause no one else would be talking about it without this guy, right. Without James, uh, Roguski. So, yeah. you know, it, it is always interesting, you know, but I, I don't think that he should be condemned for putting it out. I think that it's very, very good, important information to get out. But yeah, man, I'm excited to talk with him. I think that it'll be something that we can talk and hopefully we can talk for an extended period because usually he's limited when he's on other shows. He's talking for yeah. five, ten minutes and maybe yeah. we can get like a good deep dive on on what the hell yeah. he thinks well, is going on. Well, I, I kind of asked him, you know, uh, and I'm talking, we might have it for a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe even more. So uh, he's eager to get the information out there. And I, I have a good feeling about him. I did have a nice little conversation with him. Uh, it was just a cold call. I did not expect to get him on the phone. So I was kind of like, oh, what do I do now? But I'm pretty good on my feet. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so we're going to work on doing that. But, but this information is out there and you know that the Biden administration wants to keep this under wraps. They want to keep this under wraps until it's too late for anybody to do anything about it. Like the now, Federal Reserve. A, yeah. All these yeah, things. Yeah. Like, like there is a clause in there that says that, you know, a country has, you know, so many months to back out of it. But they're not going to let anybody back out of it because you're going to have one country that's going to want to back out of it, and they're going to and they're going to gang up ten other countries on them, right? They're going to bully them into staying in there. And they're saying any country that's a, that does not comply with this order is going to be subject to sanctions. So what is yeah, that basically know, telling you? If we had a leader just, with some balls, blackmail. 
If we had a leader with balls, do you know how sanctions would work against the United States? Yeah, they wouldn't. At all. Yeah. At all. So Hey, do you do you really think they're working against Putin? Because I don't think they are. If anything else, I think these sanctions, it was the first where the where the ruble took a huge dive, and now the ruble's on the way to becoming backed by gold, which yeah. means it's gonna be a real currency. Yeah, I no, I sanctions I, I don't think sanctions are hurting Russia. Yeah, and I laugh when people say that uh that Russia's losing this. They're winning by all accounts. They've taken their areas that they want. Um in ten years they'll probably move on to something else. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, they these other countries think much more long term. And that's why I say the United States thinks so short term. I, I still think about four years, they think in terms like this, because we have this instant gratification. I mean, you can go down to like the way that our economy works, the the grocery stores with the just in time delivery. There is no fucking planning that goes into anything that we do here in the United States. Now, you're a small business owner. You have a lot more planning. And I would trust you running the country or running anything over. I would trust any politician that you see on TV. You know what I mean? I would trust uh, the average podcaster probably to run the country better than, you know, and not that podcasters are some genius where some of us are dumb. You know what I mean? Including myself. But, you know. It just seems like, you know, you, you get someone that actually has some morals and someone that isn't just like, OK, I'll sell out the fucking, you know, sell out the country just to like make a little nut. That's all that these people care about, man, is, is money. And, and they want their name on the positive side in the history books. Um, and they want their family for generations to be on that right side of history. I think that that's all that it's about. Well, you know, this is why we have it all the digital book burning now, too. And this is why the CIA put put Jeff Bezos in charge of selling books. Because now Jeff Bezos, uh, if if they don't like your book, you can't find it on Amazon. Like yeah. if your book is de- if your book is deemed to be uh, subversive in any way, anti-government, anarchist, whatever, you're going to have a hard time finding that book. But uh, and this is all the thing where all these people are playing together. And I still think you know I used to be a big fan of Elon Musk. I'm still a fan of his, but. I'm kind of on the fence because I I think the more that we learn about him, the more that we find out that he might he might be into things for nefarious reasons. Well, yeah, did you see his uh, his uh, jacket at the the Met Gala? It said oh, yeah. Novo Novo Novus Ordo Seclorum, you know, New World Order, yeah. New New Secular yeah. Order. Um, yeah. yeah, man, very very shady guy, but um, you know. We'll see. We'll see. We're, we're obviously we're going to do another, you know, kind of installment of this little series together. Hopefully, um, hopefully tomorrow, hopefully that we can do this kind of back to back and we can make it so that it's still fresh in people's yeah. minds. Dive yeah. a little deeper into it. Did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on before we get off here on? Uh, no, just nothing. Just that I would like to. I think this coming week on the Wicked Planet, I got to uh, I kind of want to dive into Agenda 2030 a little bit because because this is part of Agenda 2030. And you know when I do my shows, I like to tie everything in together. Yeah. And uh, and I think it makes sense to do that. So I want the listeners to kind of be ready for that. But uh, but yeah, no, we'll we'll put this one out. We'll do kind of a part two, hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully. And uh, and this is a subject I think that we need to look into. We've got some time. We could kind of look into Mr. Rogowski. And uh, and, and I don't. I have a feeling he's the he's the real deal. He's a legit guy. And, I hope so. Uh, and, and I and, and I look forward to talking to him. Uh, and uh, let's get this information out. All you listeners, uh, get out there, share this episode. Uh, you can share it from uh, the Dangerous World. You can share it from the Wicked Planet. Ryan and I are both going to be putting this show out simultaneously. Yes, sir. Yeah, just let me know when you're ready to put it out. We'll roll it out. And I did yeah. want to close on something here, Ron. This is a uh, a really nice review that I got on my show, and it includes you in it. So I oh, think cool. that. I think that it's oh, important. I, I got one too. I can share mine after. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so this hasn't shown up on iTunes yet, but I just wanted to shout these people out because they're from Australia. It's a couple uh, that, that supports both shows, but it says, uh, we love your work, Ryan. Keep searching for the truth and thank you for sharing it with us. You're the only podcast uh, we are a Patreon member of. You're up there with the best. Isaac Weishaupt, Ron from New England, Sam Tripoli, not a fan of him. Lux Occult Rejects, in parentheses, David, Warrior of Truth, Max Igon, Union of the Unwanted, you're all legends. Haven't watched uh, one second of TV in 18 months and never will again, but we hang out for your pods. 
Uh, love your loyal fans, Marguerite and Jared, all the way from Sydney, Australia. So you're mentioned up there with the greats, apparently, with Miron. So I appreciate those people saying that we're up there with some of these big names. Yes, that's very good. And, and I am familiar with Marguerite and Jared. Uh, so, so that's awesome. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, they're big fans of the dangerous world and they started listening to me, uh, from listening to our little segments that we do together. Yeah, it's fun, uh, man. So where is the one? I've gotten some recent, some recent ones. Oh, first heard you on the dangerous world podcast. Great show. Both of you have come up with looking forward to what is to come. And then there was another one that was kind of funny, which, which, uh, let me just scroll back. Yeah. You know, it's funny to, uh, to, to just interact with people. So, you know, I, I can take this time to just, you know, encourage people to share shows that you like and then obviously leave reviews. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's an interesting little thing. And, you know, even though some people might think that some of the information is put out there in a, you know, in the wrong way or whatever. I think it's important to get discussions going. And I think um, not to sound too cuey, but I think that some bad information is actually good because it gets a public that can discern what is real information. I'm not saying that any of us put out bad information, um, but sometimes I think it's important to admit that we're wrong about things that we back. Um, you know, sometimes we think things are real. I think a lot of people are real, real shy to admit that they were on the Q train. Um, I, I'm oh. not on the Trump train anymore. I know that you kind of are, which is fine. Um, well, I hope that you're right about Trump. Yeah. You, you know, Ryan, it, it's just like everything. Every day we get more educated, right? So I have, I said on multiple shows, when I started following the Q thing, I took it hook, line and sinker. <laughs> I am a person that has never, ever had a problem with admitting that I was wrong. Yeah. That I made, that I made a mistake or whatever, or that I've changed my views. Now that's the whole thing about this whole deal. Like, like we could change our minds. We could say, listen, I, I, and I wish more people could do this. We could, we could say, you, you listen, this is what I thought before, you know, from whatever outside influences or whatever my inside influences in my own head tell me to think. And now that they do more research, well, I found out that I was all wrong on that. So so you should be able to admit that you were wrong. And, and like me, I'll come right out and tell the listeners that I was wrong. I don't have a problem with that, like, at all. Like, at all. Yeah, it's a so big part I, of ga- of gaining trust. Like, that's what yeah. it is, man. So, hey, you know. Ryan, I, I think you as well as I, uh, we, like to, we like to research our subjects that we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, my show, my show is a different format. We don't have many guests come on. Uh, we're going to work on changing that a little bit, but it has to be uh, really super interesting because I'm a guy that likes to research the subjects and then discuss them with Buckley or Anonymous Sean. And I think, like you say, that's a good, it gets, it gets people's brains charged up. It gets, a, it, it, it lights that little spark that could turn into an inferno where these people were just laying down, not knowing what was going on. Now all of a sudden we give them that little spark and they're like, Oh my God. And then they go online and they start looking and they start reading and they're like, and then you got them hooked. You just, you just got them to do what they should have been doing for the last two or three years. And I think, I think what we put out is pretty accurate. And if it isn't accurate, we'll admit it's not accurate and we'll move on and try to do better. I mean, that's yeah. all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's important. I, I wanted to ask you too. You said the 2030 show. Do you have any other shows planned that are going to be something for like my audience to look forward to? People that need um, to go over and listen to your show. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've, me and Buckley have been working on a simulation theory show based on a TV series. What I TV think it's series? Blow a, you mind sharing? Uh, it? yeah, we can't talk about that part yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're working on it. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean has been super busy. I did, he did come up and visit with me, uh, Friday, uh, yesterday. Again, I keep thinking it's Sunday. He come up and he visited with me and I said, we got to get on. The, the listeners are waiting for you. He says, I know I've been so busy. I feel so bad. I want to get back on because I really enjoy doing it. And uh, so, so, Anon- so Anonymous Sean will be making some more appearances. We want to get back on the Babylon and Beyond series. I know the listeners really like that. Uh, and we've got a couple of parts of that that we want to dive into. I'll give everybody a hint. Just think of Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog. 
A lot of people yeah, think it's God, Russia. I don't know if that's God. true, though. Do you think it's so, Russia? So uh, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say. Okay. Also, also, I will be <laughs> I will be diving more into the Kazarian Empire, the Kazarian Mafia, and how it relates to the New World Order. So be looking forward to that too. Nice. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, dude, I'm working on right now. Um, actually, Kim brought this up. Uh, Gibraltar. I don't know if you've looked into Gibraltar at all. Familiar with it a little bit. It would be a really interesting subject. It's. I think that it ties into a lot of this New World Order stuff, believe it or not. Um, for those that don't know, it's a really, really intricate cave system that's, uh, you know, it's a territory of the UK, basically. Um, it's been fought over for centuries. And it's essentially in this, you know, it's a two mile or so area, but it's got 200 plus miles of tunnel systems within it. And it's all limestone. And there is several, like the internet is basically ran out of Gibraltar. Um, World trade, uh, you know, servers are there. The It's the center of gambling. Um, basically, you know, you would not have internet without the servers that are present there in Gibraltar. And there's a lot of really occult history with it. So we're going to do one of those. Um, so that's going to be the very next episode that comes out after these two that you and I are doing together on. But yeah, man, just um, there's so much information out there and there's so much shit that I think, you know, what the hell does it all mean? You know what I mean? We haven't been given the truth about anything and we're distracted with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and all this oh dumb God. shit that doesn't matter and it doesn't affect your life. But, um, you know. I think that that's why, why this is so fun, and that's why people are leaving cable and and watching us. So we're listening. So you you know? know what? You know what? Just a little bit on Gibraltar. People need to go on a map and look at the geographical location of Gibraltar. It's very yeah, right in the middle very, of Africa and Europe. Yeah, very strategic. Very strategic. I'll be looking forward to that episode. Uh, so, anyways, I'll just plug a few things, Ryan. I got to get out of here. I got to go pick the kid up. Uh, I'm glad we were able to pull this off today, get together for a quick episode. Uh, but everybody knows where to find me, Ron from New England on Instagram. And come and check out my page, the Wicked Planet Podcast. Uh, give me some follows. Uh, Wicked Planet Podcast, we record on Wednesday. You usually get your new show on Thursday. But the way things have been going, I think I'm going to do a regular show per week. And I'm going to do... A quick hitter in the beginning of the week and a quick hitter at the end of the week. I haven't decided how I'm going to do it. You know, a little 20 minute, half hour segment. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so come check me out, everybody. And thank yeah, and you, Ryan, for having me on. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for, uh, for sharing the show and stuff with me. Um, you also have your tip jar, Venmo, Ron dash lane dot 10. You got to make sure that, that people will go over there and support your yeah, guys' hard work. Yeah, Ryan, it's actually Ron dash lane dash 10 that's what i said did i not say that i thought you said dot i thought you said dot yeah no yeah so it's on it's on any of his uh bios yeah ron dash lane dash 10 so um yeah yeah, just to throw in you know throw in 10 20 bucks you know and that's basically your version of patreon and um you know for anyone that hasn't heard already you know patreon.com slash dangerous world for me and um you know got the store put up a new a uh, couple of new designs dangerousworldstore.com and uh yeah it's just a it's a grind trying to get good information out and have some fun and uh you know build a little community at the same time so it's all all fun and games here man but ron thanks so much i'm looking forward to talking with you again and also uh you know this uh this this guy that broke this news about this stuff and hopefully we'll be bringing that to y'all directly after this but everyone take care And you'll be hearing from us very soon, guys. Pay attention to what's going on out there. We'll see you soon.